Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. Bo. Mikes. Hey, welcome everybody to Both Mikes. Hey folks, Both Mikes is a show about nothing and everything. That is Mike Safka. And that is Mike Taylor over there. And together we are Both Mikes. Yes, yes we are. Welcome to show number 132 of Both wow. Mikes. You can hear us everywhere. Podcasts can be heard. Uh, Stitcher. Is Stitcher still around? <laughs> yeah. Uh, iHeartRadio. Your Alexa device. Say, Alexa, play both mics. Podcast. And our sterling, velvety voices will come over the airwaves and soothe your anxiety. Yeah. Like hell. So, what's happening, Mr. Safka? How's life? How's things? Good, you? Good. Yeah, pretty good. You know, you know they say that they say that imitation is supposed to be flattery, right? Okay, yeah. We've had a situation in the past with a certain uh, real radio show. Yes. Kind of taking some of our bits. And I'm okay with it, dude. I think it's flattering. But uh, give me an acknowledgement. Send me an email. Hey, man, just letting you know right, we're right. doing it. Whatever, dude. You know what I mean? Just come on. Let's have a little professional courtesy here. If I come up with something, you know. Exactly. Now, I am not saying I came off with the term get off my lawn, but we've got some mileage out of it. And we we've yeah. uh, looked at, you know, some things But when I'm driving in my car and I'm listening to Shannon Burke on Florida Man Radio, which I yeah. enjoy and I, I like to listen to it. And it's funny. It's it's on point. Shannon does a fine job all the time. He's a professional in this industry. Yeah. One of his favorite. underlings has started a new bit. It's called Get Off My Lawn. And it has Clint Eastwood in the intro. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Uh, Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Well, I'm sure he's going to say it It is his lane, but whatever. Yeah. And I'm good with that, dude. Again, I give these people hats off for success, but... Give me a phone call. Give me some. Come on. Just give me a little something for Jeff. Shoot, shoot sure. me the bird. You know, I'll be happy with that. How about an acknowledgement? <laughs> yeah, just an acknowledgement. Even just to me. You don't even have to tell everybody. Right, right. Just make me feel good for a second. Christ almighty. Yeah. So it got me thinking. In your previous jobs, Mike, have you yeah. ever just blatantly took what somebody else did and took it over and was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this? Well, yeah, yeah, you, you you kind of you know, which makes me think automatically of the, of the supermarket business in my twenties and thirties. I worked as a as a produce department manager for a major out of business now supermarket in New York, and you know you you learn the tricks of the trade from the best, who happened to be a, a little little bald Jewish guy, and uh, you, you take what's good and you take it with you. You take what's bad. You like yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I've he um, he had a knack for for cheating. And winning contests, like all the time, yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes I helped him win these contests, but you know, I took his cheating ways with me when I when I left him. You know, he would always say, you know, grasshopper take the pearl from my hand, right? You know, that that type of stuff. So yeah, um, I, I kind of did. And uh, we used to, God, he used to have. It it, it it was a, a a logistical and inventory nightmare. But these have a, a fruit basket contest every Christmas. Who can sell the most fruit baskets? And people, and, you know, we would make these things, and I would have the heat gun and shrink wrap, and I would make all these baskets, and yeah. they would have sp- specific codes. It would be like thirty two. 
The cashier would see the little thing that says 32. She'd go, 32, enter. And 10.99 for a fruit basket or nut bowl, whatever. And uh, <coughs> I would, um, uh, he, I would make them, but he wanted to win because it was a big screen, big screen TV was the, the cash prize. And this is probably the late 80s, maybe early 90s. So what we did is he took the, uh, that code 32 and he just made sure it said produce. It didn't say fruit basket. It just said produce. And then he would make the price of code 32, 20 cents. Wow. And then he would take a case of oranges, 80, 88 oranges. And he would put code 32 on 88 oranges and a big sign, oranges, five for a dollar. <laughs> he would sell he would sell 88 oranges on a Sunday. Wow, dude. Yeah. And then change the price back to 1099. So granted, the dollar and what it says we paid and what you know, yeah. So he would be short a case of oranges. But he would sell 88 fruit baskets. Now, did they send out other people to come work with you guys to bring that magic to the rest of the stores so they could learn the magic to selling all yeah. these baskets? Yeah, that was it was back in the 80s and 90s. No one gave a crap. <laughs> no one gave a crap about nothing. And then and another thing, we used to have a, like a, a scale. You know, you put the, the piece of meat on the scale and a little sticky thing comes out and you stick it to the right. Stick it to the thing, so it's like okay, London broil, eight ninety nine, eight ninety nine a pound, whatever the case may be. Well, I figured out how to program the thing. Nice. So we would, um, I would take the reduced produce, like we would take marginal fruits and vegetables, wrap it in like a uh, a tray from the meat department, and right. then put a sticker on it yeah. and sell it. You know, so you can make up a little bit of a difference in your shrink sure. numbers, right? And I changed the reduced produce barcode to thirty-two to match to oh. match the pistachio code, and we would bag pistachios and put a sticker on it and sell it, and it would say produce <clears throat> or pistachios. Well, I would take that sticker and I would program the reduced produce to that, and we would sell probably twenty, thirty dollars in reduced produce a day. Okay, that's great. If, instead Every of throwing day. it out. Yeah. yeah. So we would have contests on who can sell the most bulk pistachios. Nice. And of course, I always won. Go. I always won because yes. I never sold. I never sold reduced produce. <laughs> never, never sold a pistachio either. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, I I learned from him how to how to cheat the system and uh, and and took it away with myself. So. Uh, thank I, you, Shannon. You know, and I'm all good with that. I'm all good with taking the good from people and and not taking the bad and seeing things. I've I've been fortunate enough in many right, points right. in my life to have certain mentors that I I absorbed. They were the best of what they did. Basically, I was fortunate to be partnered with them. And I, um, <laughs> I that was a joke from last show, one thirty one. Go look yeah. it up. So I, what I'm saying is, I'm good with that. But when you hear something that somebody else is doing. And you're stealing. That's like me running a Chevy store and stealing the the tagline from Toyota and using it at my store now and saying, no, no, no. It's like Thomas Edison. No, no, no. I invented it. I came up with it first. No. Right. Dude, Tesla did it. It's right here. No, no. That was me. That was me. <laughs> and if you say it enough, it's true. Yeah, right. So that, yeah, I just I have a problem with people blatantly taking your work. 
that's like an artist. You know, he he spends, right. you know, all his life training to paint. He paints these beautiful pictures. They go for thousands or millions of dollars. And there's some guy selling printed copies of his shit for five bucks, making a killing. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's the same thing, dude. You don't take from somebody else. And and if you are going to take, I think you reach out to that person and you make some sort of connection. You and if you get in an argument about it, you want to do it anyway. That that's on you at that point. But well, then, then how do you feel about um, public domain? I think public domain is 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 free for anybody. That's right. what it is. That's what that right. means. Public domain. So, After a certain amount of time, everything goes to public domain, right? Right. Exactly. Well, that's how it used to be, and that's why Disney came along and took Pocahontas and Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. You know, should I should I keep going? So none of that shit was theirs. No, no, it, it was all public domain, and they they took it all. And then in 1928, he came up with this mouse. And what's 28 plus 75? Was that 1993? 2003? Something like that, 2003? 93. 93. So yeah, after 75 years, Mickey Mouse was supposed to become public domain. Yeah. Yeah. Until their deep pockets got to the pockets of Congress and whoever and you know, lawmakers and pushed it back. Pushed it back for what, like the 99 years and then pushed it again. So, yeah, public domain is now gone because of corporate America's greed. Hmm. So Disney uh, basically got rid of public domain because they want nice. to protect what they think is theirs. Yeah. So how's that? Their, their corporate greed as everybody in arms saying, oh, Disney's so great. Right? You, the anti- no, DeSantis called them out on these practices like this. You, you can't operate a city tax free. And exp- you're making billions of dollars tax hand over fist just in the market, let alone at the at the box office and video sales and Marvel and all this shit you captured and in your theme parks and all this stuff. You got to pay taxes, bro. You haven't paid taxes since 1971. Got to pay some <laughs> taxes. I mean, it's, enough is enough. I mean, that's like me living. If I lived my whole 55 years and didn't pay tax one to anybody for anything. Shit, you know where I'd be? I'd be right here in the same fucking place because I probably would have pissed away the money. Right. No, I'm just saying, dude, you can't take from people like that, dude. You just can't do it. It's not. It's not right. It's not right. So, have you have you seen the news around the country about like flooding and stuff all over the place? Just at TIA Bankfield at the freaking Motley Crue concert. <laughs> <laughs> Rat bastards. Well, I'll put up pictures here and post here. The heavy rains in southwestern Virginia late Tuesday caused flash floods, damaging roads, yada, yada. There was a woman who was worried about her mother. She knew from where she was traveling, she was going to be in the midst of where a lot of this flooding was. She had no idea how to get in touch with her mother. She couldn't get in touch with her. It turns out her mother's car comes up on a Facebook post and it's like <laughs> up to the doors and shit and there's nobody in the car. Nice. So evidently she had been rescued and that put her at ease and all that stuff. And that got me thinking, how would I, I don't know how it would feel like if all of a sudden I, I can't get a hold of somebody. Then all of a sudden I see their shit on the news and I'm like, oh, wow, this ain't good. Have you yeah. ever had something like that happen? Uh, no, but uh, I, you know, I, first of all, what kind of car was it that they were able to identify it 
as their mother's car. You know, was the license plate in it or something? You know, it was up to the doors. The license plate wasn't in it. I think you know, you're making a, a gross in, I assumption. Think people, I think these people live in an area with a lot of numbers and directions. And on the yeah. back window, it has like the names of the children <laughs> and cursive writing on the back windows. In, in memory know, of and, Jerome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think it was pretty distinguish. Yeah. Yeah. Blue umbrella on the back window thing the yeah the faded chipped paint on the car i mean there's yeah. probably the crown the thing. crown air freshener on the dashboard the crown air freshener yes. <laughs> yeah. oh god we're going to hell yes oh, god. <laughs> yeah now i've uh I've, I've yeah i've never seen anybody i know on the news so i just I wonder how that feels where you're sitting there and you're like you're talking about your friend or relative or co-worker or whoever, and you're like, wow, I know that guy. Oh, my God. You know, it's just weird. I was just talking to him yesterday or whatever, and then all of a sudden their shit's on the news and they, nobody's heard from him. Right, right. Crazy. Well, we've kind of experienced that with somebody we used to work with. So, yeah. Really? Yes. Hmm. RFC person that uh went mia and then died there's a bunch not of long them. ago oh there's a bunch of them i didn't okay. know yeah okay i, I, I no I, I thought we were thinking about talking about something on the news but yeah no, no, no that's true i thought we were talking about rfc meaning the last one instead of cafe meaning crackhead <laughs> lame tourist cafe <laughs> a wild place to drop and sleep another uh story by new york post we had a good one in the last show and yeah. new york post so it must be true here's the headline i paddled like hell that was a quote from a long island surfer who fights off a shark by punching and bolting <laughs> and bolting what are we back in yeah. 1982 well, surfer lingo dude let's let's bolt right. bro let's bolt I would, God, we used to use it was totally tubular. Like I was hanging ten. Yo, right? Pinga. Hey, let's bolt. Yeah, we used to talk like that back in the eighties. Oh God. Sean Donnelly, forty-one of Mastic Beach, is one of five people attacked by sharks in Long Island in the past two weeks. Wow. He was lying on his surfboard at seven thirty a.m. Wednesday near Smith Point County Park in Shirley when the man-eater sunk his teeth into his left calf. The shark Surely ambushed me, Donnelly told the Post. I have never been more scared in my entire life. I screamed and failed. The bite sent him plunging into the water off his board, and it was only seven feet of water, but it was 40 feet from shore where he could see the sand tiger shark's spotted dorsal fin. Wow. He ended up punching him in the nose to get away, scrambled back on his board. The shark was only five feet long. Surely you can't be serious. Right, exactly. Yes. Uh, but surely first of all, I didn't know you could surf off Long Island. Right. Well, I guess you can attempt to surf anywhere in this water. <clears throat> you can surf but, in your bathtub. But there being five attacks at that area in the last two weeks. Wow. Something's bringing the sharks in or something. It's some sort of bait fish or it's uh, people feeding the sharks or. I, I don't know. It's just curious to me that. Long Island. New Smyrna is the shark capital. We are right. not letting you take that from us. <laughs> uh, we went to the, the beach after work last night, and uh, kids had a great time. And it was a couple of guys out there surfing. I'm like, oh, 
I guess it depends on which beach we you go to in right. our area. But the waves were a little bit bigger here at uh, Volano Beach than the uh, previous beaches we've gone to. Uh, even though it's all the same freaking beach, it, uh, yeah, waves were a little bit bigger here. So there was some guys out there surfing. So this really started this thing, this uh, series of shark bites I'm giving you, started on June 30th with a 37-year-old swimmer near Jones Beach in Wontog. Yep. A uh, July 3rd lifeguard, Zach Gallo, near Smith Point County Park in Shirley. July 7th, lifeguard John Mullins, Ocean Beach on the Fire Island. July 13th, Sean Donnelly at Smith Point County Park in Shirley again. Yeah. And then July 13th, the 49-year-old Arizona man at Seaview Beach on Fire Island. I wonder if they're all, like, in close proximity. And I wonder if it's the same shark each time. Well, it could be. They're yeah. saying all along the shore from New Jersey to New England, there's a lot of bait in the water. It's a wilderness area, so you, you wouldn't go on safari in the Amazon without planning before you go. So pay attention. Don't swim or surf by yourself. Don't go swimming or surfing at dawn or dusk when sharks are more likely to be hunting. No, go in the middle of the freaking day when it's 104 degrees outside. Right? Yeah. This was this was dusk last night. But it's not New Severna. <clears throat> That's crazy. Have you ever been in a situation where you were attacked by a shark or about to be attacked by a shark never even seen one in the water okay well now yeah. that you've said that you know what's going to happen yeah i'll yeah i'll do <laughs> my wife's my wife's book club last month actually read jaws as their book for the month it's like really? oh, see now that i could have i could have gone to the book club and acted like i read the book I mean, <laughs> well, we're going to need a bigger boat. You know, I know the lines. Um, well, that's the movie. The, the, she said the book was actually more of a of a romantic type book. More. Oh. Yeah, it was it was definitely she said probably about a third of the book made it into the movie. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, believe it or not. And the, the movies were on like TBS or something shortly after. So we. uh we we recorded all of them, uh, but my, only watched the first one. My favorite part in Jaws is when they're all sitting in the boat. It's nighttime. The boat's all rocking. They're playing cards or whatever. They're drinking. And they're, oh, yeah, this is where I got bit over here on Montauk. And da-da-da-da-da. He got me here. And, oh, yeah. Oh, that's nothing. Let me show you this one. And they're trying to outdo each other with their yeah, shark with, with their scars and their, their whatnot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and that's that's typical guy stuff because there's certain segments of the population, like in the car business, you can't top anybody in the car business. I I sold fifty cars yesterday all by myself. Oh, yeah. that's nothing. <laughs> I sold sixty five all by myself. Just stop. In a snowstorm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just stop. But that's my favorite. Do you have a favorite scene from that movie? I I actually just saw it for the first time. You know, Shut a couple up. weeks ago. Yeah, dude. This movie I, came out in like in 1977 or something. 75. There you go. Jaws one, so I was like nine, so I'm not going to. You've had the... 45 years to see Jaws. Yeah, I saw Jaws two in the movie theater with my dad, and uh, I was I was almost an extra on Jaws three at SeaWorld, filmed in 3D. Yes, I missed it. I missed the cut. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then there's after that there's another Jaws movie, which was like a you know, uh, yeah, go back to the well. One I'll tell you, time. it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. That movie, it did. Yeah, I was 
What? Like, I never saw seven. it and it scared the crap out of me. It's probably why I never went to go see it. Oh, no. My parents always went to the drive-in. They took us to see it. They took us to see The Exorcist at the drive-in. Oh, my God. I was, wrong I was like five or seven or whatever. <laughs> it explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we, I used to go to the drive-in. My, my sister was well-behaved. So for the summer, my sister would go to my grandmother's house. And I would be home because I couldn't behave. And every Monday, my mom would take me to the uh, the drive-in. And we'd go to nice. the drive-in movie. I miss yeah. that stuff, dude. And then in 82... I was 14, and my sister's boyfriend, who I've talked about more than once on this program, um, we would, he would, he would, in the summer, I would sneak out of the house at like nine o'clock at night. I'd tell my dad, oh, I'm going to sleep, nine o'clock. And I'd walk down in the basement to my room and walk out the back door, get in my sister's boyfriend's car. And three times a week, we would sneak into the movie theater to the drive in. Because it was three different drive in theaters. Where we lived, there was one in Muncie, there was one in Orangeburg, and one in Nyack, and we would go to each one differently, uh, you know, each week because that's back then they would change the movie every week. But like in 1980, I've seen like ET and uh, all kinds of stupid horror movies uh, in the uh, at the drive-in, and we would sneak in, just sit there, watch the movie. When when I was up there in Sarahville, we lived at the tallest house on the highest mountain, and we would. From my bedroom window, you could see the bridge in South Amboy, and it was a drive-in right there. Yeah, and wow. It, it was maybe two miles away, a mile away or something, not that far. But every Saturday night at 11 p.m., they showed the nudie pictures. Yes, yes. So I would be in my room with the binoculars, you know, trying to see the freaking... Okay, it's 11.01, let's go, it's showtime. You got it made, huh? Yeah. We're, we're watching it scrambled on HBO through, the, <laughs> through the, the scrambled cable box. Yeah. There's bad. a lot of nutty weather and stuff like that going on around the country right now. According to TheGuardian.com, yeah. Yosemite wildfire continues to grow as it pushes east into the Sierra National Forest. They say the giant sequoias are still safe as firefighters face challenges from warm and dry conditions fueling the blaze. So Yellowstone floods. Right. We're having crazy rain and flooding all over the country. Now here we are, Yosemite. You know, there's been wildfires all over the country. There always is. It is what right. it is. But it's our national parks and stuff. Some of these sequoias, they have a sequoia that they know is older than Christ being on Earth. It's like over 2,000 years old. Wow. Wow. You got to save this stuff. You got to, you can't let this stuff go. You can't, I hope they get it contained. I hope they get it under control. I hope they're able to save a lot of people, you know, and then, then because this whole giant acreage is on fire, if you have a house in that area, you, you know, even just a, uh, ash could start a fire on your roof. Yep. Have you ever been like near a giant fire like that, a wildfire? Because we have them here in Florida. Yeah, just uh, the one that happened in Kissimmee, God, probably 1999, 2000, somewhere around there, just shortly after I, I moved to the area. And uh, you know, parts of 192 were blocked off just west of Disney, and I had to take like back routes to get home and, and all that fun stuff. But yeah, that's the closest I've been to you know, any kind of wildfires. I say we've been preparing for the Washburn fire for decades. So where this fire is heading now, the small uh, adding that the small targeted fires lit over the past 50 years essentially stopped the fire in its tracks when hit up 
at the Mariposa Grove and allow firefighters to stand their ground and set up. Because what they do is they do back burns and then they'll burn the yep. stuff in front of it as well in a control burn. And then the fire will die out because there's nowhere to go. Right. It can't unless it skips over the area they burn or the ashes or embers start a fire somewhere right, else. Right. Yeah. Crazy, dude. I just I can't believe I'm I'm putting up pictures here and post of all these firefighters doing this uh, doing this tough work. It's got to be a hard job because you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're relying on whatever water you brought with you. And you got, you know, basically a hatchet or an axe and a shovel. And that's how you fight the fire. Crazy. Well, there was a there was a program. God, probably more than 10 years ago, I seen. And uh, like this wildfire was coming through and these guys were camping and they were kind of stuck in this little valley area. And you could see the fire coming. And then, like, they went to sleep and they woke up in the morning and the fire actually, like, went around them and uh, they were all safe and lived. But you could see, like, everything was burned out. It was, you know, the, the, the difference between one day was unbelievable. Crazy. And think of all the wildlife that gets lost or endangered or driven off into a different right. area. Then they get killed in that different area and all that. I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not a tree hugger or nothing, but I do have a heart and I do care about stuff like that. And it's just a shame. I hope I hope they get this situation under control, much like I hope they get this other situation under control. Yeah, according to FoxNews.com. So this must be true. California fentanyl bust. Feds <laughs> sees one million counterfeit pills worth up to twenty million dollars. So counterfeit that's pills. Twenty bucks a pop. Fentanyl. Well, how how can how do they know it's counterfeit fentanyl if it's counterfeit? Well, because it's not made by the manufacturer. You can buy a I can make oh, okay. I, oh, okay. I can it's buy this stuff I need online fentanyl. to make pills or put them in capsules or whatever and just pop them out and then sell them. If I wanted, I could open up a business doing that, but it's you know against the law. <laughs> so it was actual actual fentanyl, but it was. Yeah, they say it's the Not largest anything. seizure of fentanyl-laced pills that the DEA has ever made in California. Let's see. The pills have an estimated street value of 15 to $20 million and are believed to be linked to the drug tra trafficking ring associated with the Sonola cartel. The massive seizure. And I'm putting up pictures here. This is a lot of freaking pills, dude. This covers like a whole wall in bundles, like packages, dude. Wow. The massive seizure disrupted the flow of dangerous amounts of fentanyl into our streets and probably saved many lives. They say that one pill of fentanyl can kill like a shit ton of people. Yes. They say here fentanyl, a dangerous opioid up to 100 times stronger than morphine, was detected in about two thirds of the record 107,622 fatal drug overdoses last year, according to the CDC. So the CDC wouldn't lie to us. I know that, right? <clears throat> well, here's anyway, the, here's the thing with with that: it's so potent that, like, even getting the dust on your skin, and like, yes, they, that's true. The uh, the cops and the the people who like grab, you know, collect this stuff have to yep. have what, what some kind of anti venom or anti like shot like needles with this shot in it. Nar Narcan. Narcan, yes. They have to like have like a bunch of these needles and syringes ready with Narcan in it because they're transporting and moving and taking care of this stuff. They'll have an overdose and they have to like shoot them in the freaking heart with Narcan in order to like make them come back around. I, I personally know three people in the past five years. Now, 
I'm not saying it was there were more acquaintances. I, I I'd see these people. Some of them were co-workers and so forth. I mean, we hung out on occasion, but it wasn't like, you know, we were doing a show together every Friday or something. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't right. like that. Yeah. These three people I'm talking about in the past five years all died because of fentanyl lace shit that they were into. Wow. So it's sad situation. Uh, you know, they were young, a lot younger than me. Uh, one one just turned 21. One was in the late 20s to early 30s. And the other one was in the mid 30s, you know, as far as age. So, you know, I just I you can't trust anything or anybody anymore. I, you know, I. I where the hell am I supposed to buy my Coke now that I where it's not going to be fentanyl laced, you know? Well, dude, you got you you got YouTube. Just make your own. Yeah, right. I'm sure there's a YouTube video out there. Let's see. Let's let's check and see if there's a video on YouTube how to make cocaine. How? No, that's who. How to make? What's the what's the first thing that comes up when I put type in how to make? I don't know what. Pasta? Pancakes. Pancakes. Okay, I was close. Number two, French toast. Nice. Number three, paper airplane. Number four, money online. Number five, how to make ice cream at home. There you go. I put in CO and cold brew coffee comes up. I put COC, coconut comes up. And cocaine. Of course, there's no, there's no lead. Cocaine production. Mike, there's somebody at your door. It's the authorities. <laughs> they know in the Google box you put in how to make cocaine. They how have questions. Cocoa became cocaine. Trafficking. Blah, 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 making cocaine in the Amazon. How to make because cocaine. I'm, I'm sure that's real smart for somebody to put a video up showing them making cocaine. I'm sure that's everywhere. Yeah. There's a video here of Gordon Ramsay on cocaine. Well, he's always on cocaine. You ever see that guy fly around the kitchen? <laughs> oh, it's bloody raw. Oh, my God. What are you, a fucking retard? I mean, he's he's the most politically incorrect dude, and he gets yeah. away with it. I love it's, it. Yeah. Making benzocaine. Now, is benzocaine the same as cocaine? Well, benzene, benzene will kill you, right? I don't know. So will fentanyl. You yeah. know, they gave me fentanyl when I've been in a hospital with these multiple surgeries I've had. They They couple times i've i've accidentally came across some of the uh requisitions from the hospital and itemized billing and all that and it said i they gave me fentanyl i didn't even know it wow but obviously that was in a controlled situation you know they knew the dosage they knew you know what the safe levels were and so forth these you know a lot of times you're you're getting something that's laced with fentanyl you don't know it and then apparently you know, there's too much of it in there because they're trying to make more money on the on the drug they're selling by cutting it with the fentanyl and they're killing people, which I don't understand that business model. Why would I want to kill my customer when they keep coming back for more every week? Right. But yeah, it is what it is. Well, it's because they're they're freaking. Stupid. Yeah, Speaking they're... of being on cocaine, Florida skinny dippers break a record. Let's okay. go to foxnews.com. No, I don't know if they were on Coke. The Florida nonprofit annually holds a skinny, skinny dipping contest at Blind Creek Beach. Nice. You know where Blind Creek Beach is, Mike? I can't see. No. It's in St. Lucie County. So it's ah. down by Port St. Lucie then, okay? The Treasure Coast Naturist organized its annual skinny dip on July 10th at Blind Creek. 
in St. Augustine County in an attempt to break last year's record number of 431 people simultaneously skinny dipping, according to the nonprofit, which promotes a clothing optional lifestyle. Blind Creek Beach became a harbor for nudists in June 2020. The St. Lucie County Commission allowed 36 of the 408 acres to be clothing less. According to Visit Florida, the nude beach is one of only three in Florida. The other two are Hallover Beach. I know where that is in Miami. And Cape Canaveral, and and the Cape Canaveral, Hallover Beach should be in Cape Canaveral. They got this uh, mixed up here. So the one at Cape Canaveral Seashore and then Hallover Beach in Miami is what it says here. I thought the one in Cape Canaveral was Playa Linda. I think that's a little further up okay. than Cape Canaveral. I don't know. It's near Coco. I thought Playa Linda was. So this week they had 769 people. Now I got a, I got a picture up here I'm putting up in post, and it's an aerial shot. Of 769 people all naked standing on the beach. It looks like they're at a concert. It's the concert crowd. So picture you at a concert, Mike, with a crowd of people around you. You're elbow to elbow. I mean, if somebody farts, you're going to smell it. And everybody's naked. Now, I don't mind that if they're porn star naked. (laughs) These are not porn stars. We all know who this is. Yeah, not Aunt Gertrude naked. Yeah, no, dude. A lot, of, a lot of extra skin flying around. So, here's my question. Would, you know. Even if you haven't skinny dipped before, would you have been comfortable, because there were so many other people, of taking part in this? Or Maybe maybe do a both mics thing next year. We show up, you you go down there, you know, and I'll stay in the studio. Yeah, no, that's, that's quite right. It's quite all right. I don't I, I just don't get it, dude. I'm okay with it. People can do whatever they want, but I don't know if I get stand at a crowd of eight hundred other naked people. Yeah. No. I, I feel like I'm getting put on a train. Auschwitz <laughs> or something. You know, I no. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Not my thing. Have you ever been skinny dipping at all? Um, I used to have my own pool. That wasn't my question. <laughs> you used to have your own pool so yeah yes 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 but you you haven't been out in out in nature somewhere at a lake or at a creek or at a no, beach no. or something and no. no i had a pullover on the side of the highway once and take a shit nice does that count nice yeah that's funny yeah, no. I, we had put something up like that about the thing when you have to pull over with this explosive yeah, the chick, she had a 10-gallon bucket with the toilet seat lid on it, and she had, like, a thing. It looked like a car window shade that was rolled up, and she pulled it out and popped it up, and it looked like a porta potty So you could pull over on the side of the road, pop this tent thing up. It came out and popped up instantly. Then you put your bucket in the porta potty thing, and you go do your business. Then you come out. You unzip it. It's like a tent-type thing. You unzip it, and you're on your way. Some tractor trailer rides off the road and smashes into it 80 miles an hour. Right. I want to know. I mean, pretty much there's rest stops or places you could take a shit just about anywhere. Yeah. Why? I mean, you have I'd have to be in the middle of the desert in Africa with, you know, people shooting at me to take a shit out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, if some people have dyspepsia. What is dyspepsia? Uh, Upset stomach. Oh, (laughs) I thought I was like fear of shitting in public or something. No, no. Nope. Which reminds uh, me of the uh, Family Guy thing. You ever see? Uh, you ever watch Family Guy? You ever seen that? Yes, yes. 
you ever see the one where uh, Peter and the neighbor Quagmire end up starting a singing duet? And one yes. of their songs they go around and sing is called Home Bowl. And he talks about <laughs> he can't poop anywhere else. He's right, left his right. child with strangers to go take a poop. And he can only poop in his home bowl. He can't poop anywhere else. Yes, yes. I, uh, the first time I ever saw Family Guy was at, at your house. Oh, I, cool. I've never watched Family Guy before that. And it was probably on for 10 years. I don't like all of it anymore. They they got political in the past couple of years, but pretty much, dude, I, I I like the show. I I, I always have. Yes, yes. The um, so she, no, go ahead. no, no, no. I was going to say it, this brings me to my third favorite part of the show. So Shannon, Shannon Burke, go ahead and get your record button ready. Go ahead right, and record right. this. Yeah, we're Take coming notes. up with. Make sure your pen works. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Not in this lifetime, Sonny. Well, I think you're an overeducated 27-year-old version. There's a Mexican, a Jew, and a colored guy go into a bar. The bartender looks up and says, get the fuck out of here. Get off my lawn. Used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. Can't you people just leave me alone? Get off my lawn. You'd think the cold would keep all the idiots out. What are all you fish heads looking at anyway? Get off my lawn. Our get off my lawn guy here is an Oklahoma man. Oklahoma. And first of all, get off my lawn guy. I shouldn't need to explain it. You should know what that is just by the name. Okay. Right. Yes. Disgruntled Two Oklahoma old men were noodling. Noodling. Yeah. Okay. You know what noodling is? Um, I think it's like dilly dallying. Just kind of. When I just say noodling, that means to me that these guys might be, you know, possible candidates for monkeypox. <laughs> noodling is fishing with your bare hands ah okay apparently you're like wading in the water and you're digging for like a catfish hole or something and you, you stick your hand in there and the catfish bites down on your arm and then you open up your hand and you pull the whole catfish out and you're pulling up these like monster catfish dude these okay giant yeah they realize that that freaking catfish have teeth right well this story is great here an Oklahoma man allegedly killed his friend over the weekend because he thought that the victim had summoned Bigfoot to kill him while they were fishing. <laughs> this is according to Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation and local is media it, reports. Is this a follow-up to the fentanyl story you just did? <laughs> Larry Doyle Sanders, 53, was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. He had gone noodling or fishing with bare hands on Saturday in the South Canadian River with his friend Jimmy Knighton. Confirmation and a confrontation ensued, and Sanders told authorities he struck and strangled Knighton, whose body was found the next day in the river. A special agent with the state law enforcement agency wrote that Sanders told him he discovered at the river that Knighton intended to feed him to Sasquatch slash Bigfoot. It isn't. Uh, God. So I guess Sasquatch is everywhere. He's yeah, not... well, I think it's regional. I think like in the. Uh, Arctic, you know, or Upper Canada and Russia and so forth. That's the Yeti. In okay. Florida, it's the swamp, swamp creature, swamp man. Yes, uh, like cabbage, cabbage man or something. Cabbage swamp, man. Yeah, swamp, swamp man. Babe, Florida swamp ape. Swamp ape. <clears throat> yeah. Then, uh, you know, of course, in the mountainous regions in the Pacific Northwest, is Bigfoot. So, right. yeah. yeah. So in Oklahoma, yeah, they, they don't like he's not like the Okie foot or nothing like that. 
Larry advised he believed Jimmy was trying to get away from him so the Sasquatch could eat Larry. Larry would not let Jimmy get away. Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick. Larry and Jimmy fought for over an extended period of time on the ground. So, I, I don't know what to say about that. Too much fentanyl? I, I don't know what, yeah, it, I don't know what to say. Yeah, Meth is uh, a dangerous drug. So you, you commit a crime now and you just come up with the craziest story and you think it'll go away, you know? Well, yeah, you're obviously crazy. We yeah, can't put yeah. you in jail. Justified. <clears throat> Justifiable homicide. He was going to sick Bigfoot on me. So here's a funny uh, here's a funny video here I'm putting up in post here. Handcuffed oh. man darts across US-1, takes spill after motel search warrant. <laughs> this is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And you could tell this is at one of those hotels that, like, you and I aren't going to stay at. Like, it's one of those local-type People yeah. living there for short periods of time, and there's a oh, lot okay. of traffic in and out. Yeah. So we we stayed at a um, the the best rate dollar wise resort in Fort Lauderdale because we we stayed there because of the rate. Everything was real expensive. This was the cheapest place, like 150 bucks a night, and it was called a resort. I don't even know the name of it, but resort was in the name, and uh, it was it was more like a uh, like a leper prison than wow. anything else. It was, it was, it was really, 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 really shitty. And yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. Well, Fort, Fort Lauderdale no. police shut down a portion of us one Thursday afternoon as they served a search warrant at a motel. Local 10 news was on the scene and they caught them finding this guy. Everyone was like, Oh no, he ain't here. We don't know who you're talking about. Right? And they found him. They searched each room at the hotel and they found this guy. Okay. He's in cuffs and they're getting ready to put him in the car and he jets off. Now he's wearing slides like this, like the flip flop shoes and socks. Right. He's got a white and socks on. Nice. Yeah. Dark, dark skinned man um, running. He starts running. He's running and he gets like two blocks away or so and he falls. Whack! And knocks himself down. Wow. <laughs> and they got this whole thing on film. Nice. So, um, nice. Gonna have to definitely watch that one. So they asked the manager of the motel what his thoughts were, what his reaction was to the raid Thursday afternoon. He says, I take of it their cleaning house, which is a good thing. The manager, who didn't identify himself, said, we cannot tell you what they took or anything because it's none of my business what they took. See, he's got to play that game. Right, know? right. I'll, I'll take I'll take the money from the criminal who's hiding out of my hotel, but I'm also helping the police with the other hand. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm watching some of the video footage of this whole thing, and they yeah. start asking some of the local residents about how they feel about this situation. But first, before I get into that, it was Heath Howard, 41, faces possessions of possession of cocaine with the intent to sell, possession of methamphetamine, trafficking fentanyl, trafficking methamphetamine, carrying a concealed weapon, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Nice. We're not going to see that guy again. Tatiana Sentima, 23, she faces a trespassing charge, and Kiantea Reed, 21, faces charges of attempt to escape, Resisting without violence and probation violation, she also faces charges related to multiple warrants, authorities said. So they they talked to the manager and he, he's like, yeah, you know, it's good. They're cleaning up. It's none of my business. You know, he's towing the line. Well, 
Right. This girl gets on. She's got the 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 weave, the wig, you know, different colors <laughs> and the nails. You know, you can tell she works at airport security. Right. And she's she's like, oh, I don't know what they're doing over here. People are just snitching. People snitching. Snitches get stitches. I don't know why they're snitching on everybody. And her girlfriend comes up. And she's like, will you get the fuck? Brittany, get the hell away from there. You're talking too much. <laughs> oh, God. It was just hilarious. She, all she was doing every time she opened her mouth was convincing me that, yes, this was a righteous thing. This is not right. a plot. This is they were at the right place. This was this is it. <laughs> Guilty. They got their man. So, yeah, if I showed you the picture of these three that they captured, just looking at the picture, you would say, oh, yeah, they fucking did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're guilty of something. <laughs> uh, oh, here you go. Somebody's guilty of something here. Texas oh. repairman discovers human remains in a backyard grill. Calls police. Nice, nice. This is according to FoxNews.com. Houston police have opened a homicide investigation. Texas repairman called the police after finding human remains inside a backyard grill at a home he'd been contracted to work at on Tuesday. Nice. Police arrived at the scene with a search warrant and confirmed there was a body inside a large barbecue grill. There was a full skeleton inside, but the remains were quite old, and they could not yet identify whether it was a male or a female, according to local media. No charges. This guy's snooping around? What the hell? No charges have been filed in connection with the incident, but homicide investigators are now on the case. It's not clear whether the home is currently occupied. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what kind of barbecue do you have that can contain a whole human skeleton? It was in Fort Lauderdale, so maybe it was at a nice crib. Maybe they got, like, one of those nice backyard uh Now, this situations. was in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Harris yeah. County. Yes. Oh, yeah, the last story was at Fort Lauderdale, Broward County. Yes. Yeah. So what kind of barbecue do you have that fits a whole skeleton? I, I, I don't know. You know and, and, and the fact that it might be a vacant home is even funnier. Well, here's the deal. They probably just took, forgot to take it off the grill. If the, uh, if the bones <laughs> were there and it's quite old, maybe they were cooking it up. And then maybe somebody brought by Taco Bell or a pizza instead. And they just were like, oh, okay, we'll eat that instead and forgot or, about or, it. Or they had, you know. Their neighbor, their neighbor, Dave, their neighbor, Dave on the grill and the cops came and arrested them and left their human burger on the grill. That's what I'm saying. Or yeah. or maybe this guy's out trying to kill somebody else and gets killed in the process. And he's like, oh, I got that skeleton, not in my closet, but in the grill. <laughs> yeah, that's very bizarre. But Houston is a very bizarre place. Yes, I've been there, dude. They got like that fucking uh 16 lanes of traffic yes. going all different ways. It's, yes. it's nuts, dude. I bought my Mustang in, in Houston. Yeah, it's crazy. yeah. So you have a Honda, right, Mike? I We do, yes. A Honda Pilot. All the bells and whistles. Texas edition. Well, according to usatoday.com, and we've talked about this technology previously on the show regarding uh, digital things like your credit card and so forth, the RFID chip yep. readers and yep. stuff. People can steal your shit. Is your Honda key fob vulnerable vulnerable to hackers? And they go on to list and they show an actual video of a guy. He's got this little device with an antenna on it. And it's got some push buttons. Looks like an old school video game, like the old football game from back in the days. Yeah. And he pushes a couple codes and he does. He walks up to a car. It's a Honda. And he punches in a couple codes. The car starts. 
<laughs> he punches in a few more codes, the doors open. Wow. So somebody's walking by your car. They have one of these things. You don't even need to be walking walking by. They have a picture of a girl. She's in a public park, and she's got this device in her purse on her lap, and the car is about 25, 30 yards away from her. She's like, watch this. The lights are going to blink. She hits the button. The lights blink. The car starts. The Buddy. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying here. Their hackers have hacked this shit. And you know what they do? They buy, they steal cars like Hondas because the parts are outrageous. If you had to build a car part by part, it's outrageous. Yeah. The parts are worth a shit ton of money, especially with the devaluation of currency, the inflation of the price of vehicles. Parts are expensive, dude. Just the airbags, they can get four or five grand for it of a car. Yeah. I, I told you, <clears throat> I read an article back in the 90s long time ago the ford escort that to buy a ford escort base model was nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars to buy a car uh ford escort if you wanted to buy that same car part by part thirty two thousand dollars wow yeah see i thought this was safe because part of my i would go deep down because i would have these questions on occasion when I was in the car business. Yeah. See, each time you press a button on your key fob, a pseudo-random number generator, it's called a PRNG, sends a semi-random code to the vehicle, giving the command to say, unlock the doors or open the lift gate. The car then checks the code against the list of valid codes, and if it's legit, it carries out the command. It's also supposed to invalidate previous codes to keep bad actors from using them. Well... You can give car thieves credit because there's inno innovating by wirelessly stealing command codes from key fobs in a move called a rolling pwn attack. And it's I'm assuming it's pwn. It's P-W-N. I've never seen any word. I'm thinking it's pwn. Hackers have been able to unlock and start Honda vehicles in a report to ITSecurityGuru.com and automotive site TheDrive.com. The rise in thefts are also hitting Kias and Hyundais caused by a possible design flaw. Now, uh, you remember I had a, a, a Saturn view, a green yes. SUV, Saturn view. Yes. Um, General Motor product. I remember going through a parking lot once, touching, you know, clicking my, my, uh, my fob to lock my door and hearing a Corvette 2 rose over, making beep, that same... Beep, beep, beep. Every time Crazy. I did it, they both went off. So, yeah, it was. Uh, you could have had a Corvette, Mike. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know the key worked. I didn't know. Yeah, well, the door would open, and I just would have been sitting inside the Corvette when the cops came. <laughs> Don't have a key to which a Which cars are vulnerable? Which, which of, This is according to the drive and not and confirmed. The following models are super susceptible. The 2012 Honda Civic. The 2020 CRV, the 2020 Honda Accord, the 2020 Honda Odyssey, and the 2021 Honda Accord. The all completely redesigned 2022 and 2023 model year vehicles have an improved keyless remote system. Transmits codes that will immediately expire, which would prevent this type of attack from being successful. Models with the newer, more secure keyless entry system include the 2022 Civic, the 2023 HRV, the 2022 Acura MDX, and the 2023 Acura Integra. Yes, same company, Acura, Honda. That's People just crazy to me, dude. I, I just, yeah, so a rolling pwn attack. That's what they call it. <laughs> wow.
crazy. Yep. We're living in crazy times, dude. Yep. People always wanted to looking to get ahead one way or another. So have you seen this this guy that's in the Russian prison, Brittany Griner? <laughs> this, this guy. Yeah, I remember this dude when he played uh, women's college basketball. He had a giant mustache. He shaved it when he went to the pros in the Olympics. Brittany Griner, 6'9". What? 6'9", dude. Tall chick. Wow. Catch you up on a story if you've been living under a rock. She uh, wanted to capture some more money, so she's already won the Olympics twice, and she's already won a WNBA championship. We don't know that because nobody watches the freaking WNBA. Right, but right. The cries, especially over social media, are like, oh, well, if this was a guy, if this was LeBron James, he'd be back already. No, this yeah. is called karma. Yeah. This is called karma, Brittany. Remember when you knelt at the national anthem? Remember when you said you're not even going to play in the WNBA anymore because they play the national anthem? Right. Well, in Russia, I guess they let you have one phone call. Who, do, who did you call? You called somebody here. <laughs> I get it. The place was real bad. It sucked. You were so oppressed here. You've lived such an oppressed lifestyle in this country. You were a slave. You were you. That's not fair that they're playing the national anthem, a song that you don't like and agree with for your politics. So you leave the country and you go on a money grab. Well, while you're over there, you're traveling with marijuana vape cartridges that you know the deal. I mean, there was there's reports of Cheech and Chong and people like that going to different countries and even them having handlers and people around them reassure. Okay, just so we're clear, I I know we checked the luggage this morning. Do you have anything on you? Is there anything else you forgot about? Is there anything from last trip that you brought back that maybe you got in and maybe it's still in a little pocket in the suitcase? You double check all that shit because one right. thing you don't want to do is be caught in a foreign country on drug charges. This is what happens. So I say, even though I don't like LeBron either, if LeBron was over there, this wouldn't have happened to LeBron because he's smarter than that. So it's not about, oh, no one thinks the WNBA is important or LeBron would be back already. It's not about that. It's about you being a friggin' retard and karma coming back to hit you in the ass. Now, I know I'm going to get emails and stuff about saying the R word, and I get it. I'm okay with it. Come at me. But I don't know what else to call it at this point. You were so oppressed in this country and you were so vocal about your feelings and now you're begging for help. And do you know what they're going to have to do? They're going to have to do a prisoner exchange. Wow. Do you know what they're going to have to give up in this prisoner exchange? No, no. Has it been determined? Let me look it up for you so I can give you the name. But basically, we're giving up one of the most notorious arms dealers they call him like the butcher and stuff like that because he <laughs> creates bombs and shit to kill people. They call him the merchant of death. He's currently serving a 25-year term in our country for terrorism. And because this stupid bitch took a vape weed thing, my life is now in jeopardy because she can't get her shit together. Wow. Dumbass. Merchant of death. That's who we're going to exchange for this stupid bitch. Sorry, I'm a little fired up over this. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Victor Bout is this guy's name. Notorious arms dealer. Wow. The U.S. State Department has determined Russia has wrongfully detained the Mercury Center. Bullshit. 
Now, she's been arrested and in jail since February, and she just now pled guilty. And she did that because she was told to do that by the U.S. government because that would expedite things because the other guy's already locked up. But if you're in forever in a trial, I hope I hope Russia says no. But Russia wants this guy. They want right, this right. arms dealer guy. Do you think that's a fair trade? Am I out of line here? No, it's definitely not a fair trade. And it would be ironic that if she came, when she came back that someone killed her for it. Yeah, well. I just I just think this is just all wrong. And it's what you get. It's what you get. It's it's karma. And I'm good with that. And and you know what? I, I'm not saying that I hope any US citizen but we have other people that are captured in Russia. They just don't make the, the highlights and they don't have Al Sharpton coming out for a payday. Oh, this is racist of our government, not the fight for stop, dude. Really? I I just find it. Oh, I, I, I made a mistake. And da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he thinks there'll be a photo op of her getting off the airplane, kissing the ground when she gets back? Hell no. I'm, I'm finding out where she's flying. I'm going to go out there and hold up my sign. Iron my shirt, bitch. <laughs> baba boo. Baba boo. Baba boo. Baba boo. Baba boo. Well, we're winding down here. We got about three minutes left here. Yeah. You're okay with the not giving up the uh, the merchant of death, right? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he can stay where he's at. So he's you know at. that's what they're exactly what they're gonna do then, dude. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Crazy. Unreal. Unbelievable. So, you're a season ticket holder to the WNBA, though, right? Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once you told me who was on your your fantasy uh, NBA team. <laughs> Sorry, I can't go to the Cheap Trick concert. I got a WNBA draft tonight. Yeah. For for people listening, uh, Mike came up to me. He goes, hey, you want to know who's on my fantasy uh, WNBA team? I go, um, yeah, sure. And he goes, um, cricket, cricket. Cricket, <laughs> as in no one, no one is. Is there a fantasy fantasy league for WNBA? Yes, you can play fantasy on anything, dude. Yeah. Wow, wow. There's, there's even, there's even now that these sites, DraftKings and uh, Duel and FanDuel, now that they've got the fantasy player to, to stick the tip in, now they're full <laughs> on gambling. So now they're like, oh yeah, come on, come on with it. Yep. Hammer time. Yeah, we have a place up here called like fan deck or something like that it, it it's like a like a sports betting type place and it, it took over uh i think the the dog track or something is now like a sports betting place and yeah i'm like i wonder if they have like table games there you know that's another thing i hate the fact that the the dogs are gone i can't find high lie anywhere i mean that was shit he used to like to do high lie Highlight was great because see, I could go to the dogs and I can yell, You fucking dog, you fucking run, or whatever. I can do that at Highlight because the dude drops the ball on purpose because they can see the odds as the game's going on and stuff. And he wow. dropped, Oh, I dropped it. I'm like, You fucking idiot. The guy will turn around and flip you off. That's, <laughs> that's what I like about Highlight. You have that exchange. Okay. All right. Well, it's about wrap up time here. Anybody you're going to shout out to, Mike? Not today. All right. That's all right. I do want to remind everybody, it's fantasy football season. Hit me up at winningfantasyfootball.com. Never won your league, want to win your league, you got a big money league, 
come see me at the winningfantasyfootball.com. It's also known as Hall of Fame Fantasyfootball.com. I guarantee you're going to make the playoffs in your league. I have a playoff guarantee. Last year, over 93% of my customers made the playoffs in their league. A lot of people were first-time winners, and they can't believe it. it all starts with the draft. You can't call me after all the shit hits the fan and you make some bad decisions. Look, I made bad decisions, but I've been doing this for over 25 years. I found a way to do it, and I was I was happy and lucky to be indi- inducted into the uh, Fantasy Football Hall of Fame sponsored by Yahoo and Toyota. So hit me up. I can help you. It's cheap. It's affordable. Put some money in your pocket. Be a winner. Take home the trophy. Check out my friend Gino Losi, G-I-N-O-L-O-S-I, on socials. <clears throat> biggest fish possible. Fish you never thought you'd ever catch in Florida. Check out my friend Night Fan Stan over at Jet Set Printing for all your printing needs. And, of course, check out the Melon Patch Theater in Leesburg. Go see some community theater. Buy some advertising. Dust on the line. Doing a wonderful job there with that group. Go catch a play or something. Cool. I think I got all that in. That was one breath? Yes. One yes. sentence? That was 132. Jesus. Yes. This is awesome. I can't believe we're at 132. I like it. I love it. Thank you for being a wonderful uh, co-part in this, Mike. Our continued success. Yay, me. Um, Hopefully, we'll see you at uh, 133. And hopefully, we'll see you at 233 and so on and so on. Right. Until next time, we'll see you. Ciao.